I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real life lessons and people doing cool shit. Hello, Telly Louise. Hi. Happy happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you. We're back. We missed a week. Yeah, we're going to, I think, while we're in lockdown, maybe every second week, (laughs) just expect the unexpected. Get get used to change. Yeah, seriously, it's been so hard recording during this lockdown. The last lockdown last year was fine. Um, And there's only so many episodes that it can just be you and I. I know. So it's been really, really, really difficult uh, recording. I feel like at the moment I don't really have much to give. I don't really have much to talk about. And I feel like I'm a shell of a human. (laughs) No, I don't feel like I'm a shell of a human. I just feel like it's really hard to stay upbeat and positive and talk about things that are not relatable right now, if that makes sense. Yep. Yep. Sorry, it's been hard. Both of us don't have much going on in our lives. (laughs) No, literally not much at all other than just working. Um, And as I say this every week, very grateful for work. But, yeah, there's been a lot happening. But there has, but but it's also like, do we really want to talk about all that? But we did. No. With Dave, the medium. Yeah, but it was... So, basically, guys, we did a shout-out. I've had quite a few people message me in regards to Dave, the medium, to come on the podcast because people just kind of want clarity and predictions of the future. So, a lot of the questions were related to what's been happening at the moment. There was no protest questions or anything like that no. in Melbourne. That's what's been kind of going on the last week. But earthquake, energy, yeah, energetics. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, you're right. There has been a lot going on, but we don't really have much to talk about except for our experience Mm -hmm. whereas he is a psychic and he can predict things or has predicted things so a lot of you have written in um quite a few questions I got pages and pages and pages of questions in regards to quite a few things that yeah were quite relevant at the moment how did you feel afterwards I don't think I got clarity (laughs) (laughs) no and I think I said this to both you and David too it's a nice reiteration of what we can do as people to change our yeah hundred percent our world yeah hundred percent and he does talk about that but there's certain people and I'm talking from an experience living in Melbourne that I wish could come from these places but I don't think they will wish they could come that's very cryptic well if you listen to the podcast you'll understand Dave is always like come from love like oh, love's yes. the highest vibration yes. all that kind of stuff which we already know but us as listeners and us as people living this, yes, we can always come from love and live on a higher vibration, but people who are currently in control of the situation that we're in, I don't think they're ever going to come from that. And so how do we get out? Oh, do you know what I mean? We just have to change our vibration. Exactly, but it's not going to get us out of the situation. It can make I us could. feel... Po- maybe. The maybe collective, collectively. The collectively. Could, yeah, you're right. 
that's I think that how you're right, but it's this so naming name no names. Uh, that's what I'm that's what I'm kind of coming back to. But yeah, I mean yeah. I hope that this is the last of our experiences. Yeah. Let's see. We speak about phase three, which is Dave's last phase of everything. So, and we jump into that pretty early on. So we won't let you guys wait any longer. And you're lucky if your question got answered because there was quite a few. We literally had to like, it was like bingo, like just going through. How many do you think you got? I reckon I got hundreds. Wow. But do you know what? We're saying that a lot of you were asking the same questions and a lot, a lot of questions were about the V word, which we are not professionals and doctors, so we didn't talk about that. Oh, there was a little bit of talk, talk, but that was from David. But I just think stuff like that, a lot of you are asking random things and we just don't know, even though Dave is a psychic, but... um, yeah, there was a lot of questions about that. Dan Andrews, uh, lockdown, travel. when's it going to end, travel bubbles, again, vaccine passports, all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, we spoke about a lot. Anyway, I think we're rambling on right now. We are. It was actually a long podcast. Which this intro is going to make it even yeah, longer. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Anyway. So I'm going to come from love. I'm going to say, love you, Tally Louise. Yep. I'm going to start the ripple effect of changing this vibrational world. Yeah, which I, which we come from love. No, 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 no. I'm saying you need to manifest and do, you need to do affirmations more because then I, you will come from higher I love. do it every day. Affirmations? Yes. A meditation? Yes. And I do my gratitude journal at night now. Oh, this is a new thing. I told you, I'm a new woman. <laughs> Changing the world, one affirmation at a time. Okay, this is going way too Okay, long. love you guys. Peace and love. They're good vibrations. Ciao. Hi, David. Hey, Sarah. How are you? I'm good. Welcome good. back. Great to be back. Thank you for having me. We're bloody excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. I think Tal's been inundated. Literally. So I, before we get straight into it, um, your episode that we had last year, which I probably, was it around this time last year? I can't even bloody remember. Time just goes so quickly. It was one of the most popular episodes we had on the podcast um, and we've had so many people, especially this year, come to us and ask to have you back on. So <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Thanks everybody for wanting me back. <laughs> I know. So you're like, thank you. <laughs> um, so especially of late, like, um, especially in Melbourne at the moment, we're kind of repeating what we did last year, I would say. It seems very deja vu-ish. Mm. So I think some people are kind of wanting a little bit of clarity or like, I don't know, just some predictions from you if you have any. And they also just want to, we just want to catch up with you because you're a good time. Have a chin wave. <laughs> yeah, <Let's> exactly. <laughs> how how have you been this last nearly two years? To be very honest, it is tough. I am pretty mentally strong. I like mm. to sort of consider myself to be pretty sort of aware and switched on mm-hmm. and sort of, you know, able to focus on my own emotions very clearly. But I'm not going to lie, it's, it's tough for me. It's tough for everyone. Like, and I feel it off my friends and my family and they're mm-hmm. stressed and they're anxious and they're down and it's definitely compounding, but I, I'm doing all right. That's a pretty good response. Yeah, yeah, I think so. One of the questions actually, like I'm not going to go straight into them now, but I will this question just because it relates to what you just said. Um, it was, how do you stay calm during all this shit? Do you ever feel anxious? 
Yeah, 100%. I definitely feel anxious, but, you know, I'm very fortunate enough to be able to sort of occupy my time as well. Like, I'm still able to work. Yeah, uh, Yeah, I'm fortunate to be able to do readings via Zoom still, so that definitely sort of keeps me busy. Routine is the most important thing as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even for everyone listening, if you can get yourself into a daily routine, it definitely helps with your mental health, your stress levels, everything like that. Um I already forgot what the question was. Can oh, we cut no, that part out? How, <laughs> no, how do you stay calm and do you ever feel anxious? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but like everyone else, I definitely do feel anxious still. I still feel emotion. I think being spiritual as well and being aware, it helps me sort of look at the world from an outsider point of view, yeah. if that makes sense. Like I'm sort of able to look at it like an observer. And I think that's crucially important for everyone to be able to sort of learn to attain and master, just to sort of look at the world kind of like you are watching a movie. That's how I've looked at it the last two years because it has been incredibly stressful. But there's so many things that are completely out of our control. Mm-hmm. Like we can't stop lockdowns. We can't stop the virus. We can't stop people's reactions to it. We can't necessarily stop other people's mental health concerns. But you can definitely observe it and you can learn from it and you can kind of just sort of take that on. Mm-hmm. But don't let it wash over you or weigh you down. It's sort of like every emotion that we feel, we have to kind of walk right through it anyway. Yeah. So kind of allow it to be a part of you and grow with it and then sort of let it go. Yeah, you say it's like a movie. It's like a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> it literally is. It's not a rom-com, that's for no sure. <laughs> now, for everyone who listened to the first podcast and most people that follow you, you have broken this down into three phases. Yeah. Can you explain the phases and where we are now? Yes, certainly. So this started really at the end of 2019. So a lot of uh, what I call highly conscious or spiritual people, we could definitely feel that there was a change coming in 2020. Personally, I thought it was going to be a world war. Like Mm -hmm. it was just what the universe was alluding to and what we could all feel was a really big switch that was about to happen. And essentially for me, that is my phase one. So phase one is uh, the world changing into a before and after event where we would look at the world as a before and after kind of phase. Mm -hmm. Uh, The last main one we had was really the September 11 terrorist attacks because everyone kind of looked at the world like pre-9-11 and post-9-11. And, you know, lo and behold, COVID came along and, you know, even when that was occurring, we definitely thought about the world before and after. Mm-hmm. But essentially what it was to sort of break it down was a before and after switch that was going to change humanity and sort of lead to a bit of a spiritual awakening in some ways. Mm-hmm. And the first phase wanted us to essentially go within and have conversations with ourselves and become very aware of who we were. And the word that the universe used there was hibernation. Uh-huh. So lockdown. And it literally sent us into a hibernation. Yeah, we all, wow. The Western world went into lockdown. Yeah. And that was really going from December 2019 up until about June 2020. Okay. So it was about a sort of a six-month period there, and that's really when it really did kick off for the whole world, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then the second phase, which we are kind of on the tail end now, which was really from June 2020 up until really the end of 2021, uh, was phase two, and that was about uh, the spiritual mask falling off. So the spiritual mask being those that have uh, people's true intentions would start being shown, people that were trying to hide things would start being outed. Oh, wow. And we would all start looking at the world in a bit more of a observing kind of cluier kind of way, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I think for decades we'd always sort of looked at, you know, pop culture or the media or, or politics or all these sort of controlling forces and we didn't really think much about it. Mm-hmm. But during this phase, we've definitely become a bit more cluey in terms of intentions or in terms mm-hmm. of motivations and things like that. 
And it was also about the breakdown of existing structures. So we would start seeing changes in politics, economics, social, political, you know, all those kind of things as well. And that phase started off literally at the end of May, start of June, with the race riots in the United States. Of course. Yep. And it also started off with the pro-democracy protests in Hong Kong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And since then, you know, we've had the American election, which was very controversial, mm-hmm. and we've had... Yeah, a lot of breakdown of political structures already and socially. I mean, Victoria has been constant protests and, you know, especially even the last few weeks with, you know, real quite devastating riots in a lot of ways. And that all leads into what we then call phase three, which is essentially the rebirth of the new world. Okay. So the last two years preceding it, all the events that occurred then, all the happening spiritual and also at a 3D kind of level, lead into what we call, yeah, the rebirth of the new world. So we're in that now. We're about to be. So it started, it's already started to begin. Okay. And we're kind of heading into it. And the main theme with all of this is, everyone listening is probably like, Dave, I'm bored already, get to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the main theme is it's essentially the spiritual battle between authoritarianism and government and freedom and individuality and sort makes of liberty, sense. if that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. So it's sort of like the light and dark forces that mm-hmm. have just really come to Essentially a war, if that makes sense. I yeah. mean, a lot of people called World War III being the spiritual war. And depending on how deep you go into it, a lot of uh, spiritual people consider this to be World War III mm-hmm. uh, because it's definitely led to a lot of awakening or a lot of people have started questioning their own systems or, you know, what's their so purpose true. in life and yeah. things like that. Yeah. How long does phase three last for? Well, that's kind of unknown at this stage, really. Mm-hmm. I think the way that I've sort of described the balancing act of the universe is really you've got to imagine like a pair of scales. Yep. Or a scales, uh-huh. you know, with one sort of like a seesaw in some ways as well, like one being light and one being dark. And light never completely wins and dark never completely wins. They just sort of balance each other out a lot. Mm. And if a lot of our negative energy or if we're feeling very low vibrational, then that obviously moves into the dark column and then it sends the whole world into the dark yeah. column. <laughs> and if we all vibrate at a higher level or we're feeling a lot more positive, then obviously we go into the light column and that sort of vibrates everything mm-hmm. higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember having that conversation with you, I think, a few weeks ago and you explained it very, very similar to that because there was a real heavy energy Mm. and I was just like, what is going on? And you explained it like that and you said fear is the most negative emotion that humans can Mm. feel. So at the moment that darkness is winning in the scales. So we need to switch over to Mm. what would be the more light emotions that well, love is the highest vibration. Okay. So when you operate out of love or from a, a, a loving perspective, mm-hmm. it sends everything through the roof mm. because if your interactions with someone else on this planet is coming from a place of love or kindness, then that changes everything around yeah. you as yeah. well. But if you go towards them with a, a, a fear or a suspicious energy or you're you know, cautious of them, then obviously the interactions are also dark and heavy as well. Yeah. So obviously in Melbourne in the last few weeks yeah. with mm. that anger and fear that's happening on the streets with the riots and things like that, mm. if we can switch that around, maybe the whole energy of Victoria could change. Easily. And a lot of it comes down to understanding as well because people are so essentially fearful again that mm. they can't even understand how other people are feeling because mm. I sort of look at Victoria at the moment and it's really the sort of the classical I just burped halfway through that. Let me <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the cat fucking jumped up on yeah. the table as well. So 
I kind of look at Victoria at the moment as what we call the classical spiritual hostage situation. Mm-hmm. So, oh my God, you said in one of your posts the other day there's a hostage situation going on. Yeah, and Victoria is essentially it. But, you know, it's not even just the last few weeks. Melbourne in particular has had very sort of downward, anxious, negative energy since uh, Friday the 13th last year in March. Yep. Uh, so that was the day that the Grand Prix got cancelled. Oh, yes. And like the start of... The very start of yeah, COVID, yeah, yeah. yeah. So a lot of people in Melbourne were kind of like, oh, there's, you know, talk of COVID on the news and mm. I'm not really paying attention to it. But, you know, life, you know, why would life change? I don't expect lockdown. I don't expect me. everything to go crazy. Yeah, that yeah. was a lot of us, yeah. to be fair. Like, and... Once they cancelled the Grand Prix, everyone, you know, 99.7% of Melbourne wasn't even going to the Grand Prix. But once they cancelled, everyone started panicking. (laughs) And Melbourne hasn't really recovered since then. So it has kind of become, as I sort of uh, was alluding to, a spiritual hostage situation Mm. because a lot of us now, you have to kind of imagine the analogy of kind of being held up in a bank that's, you know, being held hostage. Mm. And there's a lot of people that are like, you just have to listen to what they say and, you know, we'll be let free. Well, you know, just do what they're telling you to do. You know, everything's going to turn out fine. <laughs> and how has that worked for us the last 18 yeah, months? You know, yeah, like true. we've had all this shit thrown at us, whether from, you know, governments or from, you know, societal changes. And we've just learned to sort of adapt with it in the hope that things will get better. Yeah. And at the start, you know, obviously that makes sense because, you know, lockdown was a new sort of thing for us and no one really knew mm. what was coming next. But now we're 18 months into it and it's really sort of shown that we haven't really moved moved at all. If yeah. anything, we're still in this hostage situation and there's still people that are like, just listen to what they say. You know, they'll let mm. us out, they'll let us out. And it's like, oh, don't really think that's yeah. going to happen. So leading on from that, and if you've seen it on Instagram, I've talked about this as well. Mm-hmm. But at the end of every year I meditate and go into a really deep state and this, and the universe kind of gives me a word or a phrase for the year ahead. This was one of the questions. Someone, <laughs> someone was like, what's the word for 2022? <laughs> <laughs> and, well, the word for 2021 was resistance. Oh, yes, I remember you. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah, and, well, the funny thing was as well because I uh, the word I got at the end of 2019 was chaos. Really? And I was like, why is 2020 becoming chaos? Like, I was looking forward to it. Why is it chaos, guys? Why is it chaos? And, you know, long and behold, now we know why yeah. it was chaos. And chaos doesn't have to be negative. Chaos is this constant change, which mm. is essentially what last year was anyway. But, yeah, the word for 2021 was resistance. And I think in terms of the spiritual hostage situation that, you know, Melbourne definitely finds itself in, but also a lot of the world still does as well uh, and definitely other parts of Australia, but it's about noncompliance with that that is unjust or it's about not letting things negatively affect you. And I think for a lot of us in Victoria and especially in Melbourne, we have maybe haven't resisted what has harmed us enough, maybe with the belief that the hostage takers were going to let us go or that things would eventually get mm. back to normal, that yep. maybe we didn't push back against what was really harming us, not only at a spiritual level but also at a mental level, an yeah. emotional level, at a physical level. Mm. And because, and, you know, resistance doesn't mean that you have to go out and set fire to a cop station or, you know, start attacking politicians. It's about resisting what doesn't so, align with yeah, you yeah. and serve you, serve exactly. Us, yeah. So... You know, we now find ourselves in this situation because maybe we haven't resisted as well as we should have. Yeah, that's true. Talking about Australia and lockdowns, this is kind of relevant to what you're talking about. So this is one of the questions. What does the next three to six months look like in Australia for lockdowns? 
and especially yeah. Melbourne. Is I think yeah. a lot of mm. people are want to know if this will be the last lockdown. We all live in Melbourne and we're all frustrated. We're over this. Mm. We can't keep living like this. A lot of the questions were from Melbournians and they just want to know what does the next three months look like? Well, three to six months. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is obviously based around, you know, COVID and how mm. we're reacting to that. And I even said, you know, we have to look at the rest of the world. If, yeah. you know, if we want to know what happens over the next three to six months, look what's already happened in the world today because mm-hmm. Australia really since the beginning of this has really been operating three to six months behind the rest of the world True. already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So from a spiritual perspective, I think probably the same as really it was at the end of 2020 heading into 2021. We do become a bit more, you know, inverted commas free and we mm-hmm. sort of return to a bit of a sense of normality. And I think summer will still have elements of restrictions to it. Mm-hmm. I don't see masks going anywhere, for example. Uh, masks are very symbolic as well because they represent um, lack of self-expression or um, submission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't see the mask coming off necessarily. Uh, lockdowns, Victoria most likely will probably be in some form of lockdown probably up until Christmas. Duh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, either uh, not what everyone wants to hear, but you know, even with their roadmap, I, I don't even know when the roadmap takes us to. Is it the end of November or something? I, I think it's like start October twenty six, and then start of November, like the fifth, is when we're technically out, and yeah. then by Christmas you can have thirty people at your house. It's, it's, so we're the, still in exactly technically right. restriction. That's the thing; it's still a form of lockdown or restriction yeah. because we're not returning to you know what we would consider to be normal. normal. So that's the thing, and. Uh, travel is obviously a huge one because, I mean. That was like, that was asked a lot. I know, I think, fuck, like all of us want to get on a yeah, plane. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I think for like um, the travel one, a lot of people, because ha- we have a lot of Australian listeners, mm. a lot of people were wondering about the Queensland-Victoria border and the WA border. Like will it open for Christmas? Do you see it opening? I'm really not sure about WA mm. because WA the whole They're like last their two own years, country. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. The last two years they have yeah. been the Hermit Kingdom. Like yeah. WA just feels so separate from the rest of Australia anyway. Uh, even looking at the news, I mean, I think the Queensland Premier was even talking about that she wanted vaccination rates 80 or 90%. 90%. Yeah, like, that's not going to happen by Christmas. No. Like, so it's just it's such a thing again, isn't it, because it really is even as we were talking about before, the collapse of structure. Mm-hmm. You know, we look at it in terms of Australia, like this is meant to be one country. Yeah. And since this has begun, we've all broken into our own states. We're, yeah. we're kind yeah. of like separate, like Game of Thrones-esque mm-hmm. kind of kingdoms, which is a complete breakdown because that's never happened in Australia before. Mm-hmm. So does that heal? Probably not this year, probably not next year. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to go back to Queensland Same. for Christmas. Same. Uh, I'm not from Queensland. I just go there anyway. Yeah. Uh, but even international travel, like the other day when Qantas announced that they were going to start doing international uh, bookings again, mm. I came that close to booking the United States for January. Mm. And I was like, you don't waste don't your know. money. You don't know. You just yeah. honestly, like yeah. the way, if there's one lesson we've all learned over the last two years, guys, it's a, definitely that you don't know what's happening next week, let alone tomorrow. Exactly. So it's like you just got to live with what you can control in that moment. Don't worry about the past. Don't stress about mm. the future. <laughs> like, So I, I think for a lot of it, I mean, even the spiritual timelines, they have gone wild. So, you know, even as we were talking about before, we were stage three or phase three, that wasn't really meant to begin till the end of 2021. It's already started really in August, September. Is that a good thing though? Because does that mean that it's not going to last as long? Uh, Not really, to be fair. It just means that it's just come on quicker because the balance became more unbalanced quicker, if Uh that makes sense. Are these spiritual guidelines 
worldwide or yeah, for you it's just because you're here in Victoria it just focuses on here it's both to be fair yeah they, they are worldwide yeah 100% so uh, the the phase one, phase two, and phase three are definitely worldwide, and then yep. it's kind of like Victoria or Australia or you know even the US will kind of have their own sort of sub yeah. stages if that makes so sense. So different timelines. Like, has America already been in this stage three that we're in now? Well, I call America the spiritual ground zero. So anything that sort of happens in the United States reverberates around the world already. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, true. And they really have started sort of the phase three. So they're probably ahead of us to be okay. fair. And you know, with the rebirth of the world, and it's not meant to sound negative, and I, everyone listening, I don't want them to feel anxious or stressed by it, but the phase three rebirth of the world is the battle between essentially light and dark, which mm-hmm. is the authoritarianism government or the liberty or freedom. And at this stage, the scales have swung towards authoritarianism government. Of course, yeah. So uh, that's definitely been shown in the United States now as well, and that will start to reverberate around the world. Mm-hmm. Now, without getting overly political, and we definitely don't want to turn it into that kind of podcast <laughs> episode anyway... But, you know, with the American election, it's very, very symbolic with what happened there and how that sort of affected the world this year uh-huh. because there was a lot of doubts about the authenticity of the results or the, uh, what's the word? Oh, I'm my talking? God, that's symbolic of COVID, mm. yeah. I think, like with tests and results and things like yeah. that too. It's like, was it tr- is it true? Is it negative? Is it positive? <laughs> yeah. like, I just don't know what to believe. <laughs> yeah, and there's even still talks about that right now about sort of uh, having areas of the American election or states of the American election either decertified or audited or things like yeah. that. So it's still ongoing. Even still. So uh, can I talk about the American election? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. 100%. Even, even if I mentioned I'm, I'm, oh, yeah, 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 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm even curious about the whole you speak openly about Biden and his decreasing mental capacity. Yeah, well, it will probably trigger a lot of people if I say this, but I have no doubt in my mind that Trump won the American election last year. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind that he won, and I think a lot of spiritual people think the same thing. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people that are triggered by hearing that have to wonder why they're triggered. Is it because of what the TV's told you or is it mm. because of what you know? Do you live in America? Like, yeah. you know, this is the thing. So even from the very start, I made the prediction in June last year that, uh, Joe Biden wouldn't even be the candidate on election day. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because when I sort of forecasted ahead, I couldn't even see him there. And then it really sort of hit me about why I couldn't. So when I read for people that have loved ones that have crossed over from Alzheimer's or dementia uh, or have essentially cognitive decline, oh. if they have crossed over already for three or four seconds, it's like they're not there at all. And if they're still in the physical world, it's like I can't feel them properly. Shut oh, up. Wow. And lo and behold... That's probably why I felt like Joe Biden wasn't, wasn't there. Gonna, yeah, like, I oh. thought he wasn't actually going to be in the election, but it just turns out that I, unfortunately, I do believe that Joe Biden, and I've said this really since towards the end of last year already, is probably got to Disinter- yeah. 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 Yeah, severe cognitive decline. And obviously that was very controversial when I said it and everyone's like, oh, my God, you can't be like that. But mm. even since he's become president, the amount of people, and I think for everyone listening as well, if you've had to go through the devastating impact of losing someone mm. close to you that's had that or are currently dealing with that, you can see the signs in Joe Biden. Yeah, like really? The amount of people that I've had, including some people with very big public uh, public profiles, pardon me, that have come to me and they're like, well, yeah, I definitely supported him in the election, but since you've pointed it out, he's sort of like, you know, I'm seeing that and I saw that in my mum or I'm seeing that and I currently see that in my dad. Mm. Wow. So when you look at that sort of spiritual thing as well, if the American election was, you know, stolen for want of a better word, it's no surprise that 
2021 worldwide has seen a huge spike in authoritarianism behaviour or control or censorship or all mm. those kind of what we consider darker themes. Because, you know, as we were saying before, America is ground zero. So anything that happens there does reverberate around the True. world. Wow. And if you have a power structure like that that's negatively impacted, then it does reverberate around yeah. the world. And mm. it has. Like that's mm. the thing. Like people might not agree with what I've said, but look at what's happened this year. Like yeah. it all ties in. Yeah. yeah. I want to go into some of the questions now because we do have quite a few. Um, now I'm going to start with a few of the spiritual kind of um, questions before we get into similar stuff to what we've been talking about. Uh, do your children pick you before coming to the earth? 100%. I'm a very big believer that us families in the physical world are our soul families as well. So if you do believe in past lives and we've been together in past lives before, maybe not in the same sort of relationships, if that makes sense. So maybe in a past mm. life your mum might have actually been your son. Oh, That's, wow. So the soul is completely genderless and ageless as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but our children definitely do pick us because – it's the soul family's coming back into the physical world again. Mm -hmm. Even in my own experience, like my mum remembers my brother saying to her when he was like three or four years old that he was glad that he picked her. Oh. So I was like, it's cute. That's like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and I think a lot of listeners would even have experience with that. It is yeah. quite common that children can definitely either remember picking their families or wanting to come down and visit them properly and things like oh that. Oh, my God, so, that's so cute. Do you know yeah. much about past lives? Like do you know what your past lives were? I've done past life regression, yeah. I did a really uh, deep past life meditation with my original mentor who taught me how to be a medium. This was like, God, about 10 years ago now. Mm. And it was my life before I was actually in this one. Yeah. And a lot of it makes sense. So without like boring everyone to death, but I was a farmer in Ballarat. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was at the turn of the century, like last century, obviously. And it was really quite fascinating because she sent me into sort of like a hypnotic kind of trance mm. and I could picture everything so clearly. No. It was insane. And uh, long story short, I was a farmer in Ballarat. I had this wife who was Irish with this red hair. Like I still remember it so clearly. And we had two kids. And the farm wasn't going that well, so I moved our family into the inner city, so sort of uh, Collingwood, Fitzroy area. And then my marriage broke down and I left my wife and the kids and went back to the farm mm -hmm. and I got really drunk one day and drowned in the dam and that's oh, how I died. Oh, fuck. And then this lifetime around, and this is the funniest thing of all, because since I was a child I've hated Fitzroy and Collingwood. Really? Like yeah. even as a like a young kid, I hated being there. I didn't like going anywhere near. Even now, like I hate going for dinners or drinks in that really? area. Really? And I'm not a massive drinker and I can't swim. I, I was just going to say, do you like yeah, swimming? I've nearly drowned three times in this life as well. So I hate going there anywhere near water. Wow. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. And a lot of my key spiritual friends are from Ballarat. No. Shut this life up. around. Yeah, it's nuts. So it really makes a lot of sense to – because, you know, part of the – you know, without going too deep into it again, but the whole reason we come to earth is because it's kind of like life is classroom for the soul. Like we uh -huh. have to learn things and learn lessons and grow and evolve. Yeah. And our past lives will definitely teach us lessons for future lives as well because there's things that we need to overcome again or there's things that we need to learn that maybe we didn't learn last time. So with past lives, it is kind of like subjects at school uh -huh. and they're kind of evolving upwards as well. So my past life definitely relates to my life this time around. How would someone, if someone was interested, if they're listening and interested in finding out, who is someone that they could go see? Yeah, that's the hardest thing because unfortunately I don't know anyone yeah. anymore myself. But I've also done really deep meditations where I've uh, done past life regressions really? as well. So 
As funny as it sounds, guys, you can literally just YouTube it, like just YouTube past life frequency or past life meditations. And some of it can be guided on YouTube. I do like sound vibration yeah, ones that send yeah. me into the kind of a trance and I've pictured things before. Like even at the start of the year, I did the most nuts one um, and it was to do with ancient Egypt and apparently I was like a soldier in oh Ramesses God. government or something like wow. that. Wow. And they were, and this is how I know it was real, guys, and it wasn't my memory or wasn't my head making it up or anything because they were bringing up names and places and things that I've never heard of in my life to the point where I actually had to Google it. Shut wow. up. Like there was a thing called Ramsey's Gate and apparently I helped build it. And I was like, and I was like, where the fuck's Ramsey's Gate? And I typed it in. It says like nondescript little place in Israel that the Egyptian military used when they were no. going to Syria or something. Like this is back There's at the Pharaohs. There's too many coincidences. Yeah, and I was frisky. like, what? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. This is so weird. I had a weird card reading like maybe like six months ago and it's like the past life card deck or something like that and it kept coming up that I was an, Egy- um, mm. an Egyptian goddess and she's like, does it make sense? Like, and I was like, none of this makes any sense to me. Mm. I took photos of it. I should look back at all the cards that came up and see if it makes sense because I was just kind of blase about it. Mm. A lot of deep spiritual people in this life will have sort of history with ancient Egypt. Isn't that funny? Because yeah. to me, it didn't make any sense. Yeah. Is it something I should be looking into? Or like- it, well, why not? It's just fun yeah. to kind yeah. of know. Yeah, because I was like, Egypt, that's so weird. Like I've got no... I didn't think I had any like connection. It was weird. Yeah. Well, see, anyway. even your earrings at the moment—they oh, kind of yeah, look true. like the, they kind of look like the. Because um, I'm seeing you on Zoom. Yeah, true. <laughs> I know it's a bit blurry though. Yeah, I have a question. Kind of see. What's the most bizarre experience being a psychic medium? Oh, good question. That is a good question. Mm. Whoever answered or asked that, pardon me. Most bizarre experience. I think, honestly, it's been a lot of what I predicted the last two years because, really? you know, with feeling that, you know, there would be a really big world switch when it actually happened, you're like, huh. Or like everything with the American election or even just things prediction with COVID. Like, you still surprise yourself? Yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. Even, even when I do day-to-day readings now and I was like, do you have a dad called John? And like, yeah. And I'm like, I still get surprised. <laughs> I get things <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> um so, you know, even recently with feeling that Melbourne had a really sort of energetic build-up and I was like, that needs to explode somehow. And then the next day we actually had an earthquake. earthquake like, yeah. You know, even oh, things like that, that kind of line up. How does that come to you just in your meditation? I just feel it. It's oh, so wow. funny. I didn't even know how to describe it because I randomly just feel things like, and it's kind of like I've been told them already. Yeah, It's really? kind of like we've had a five-minute conversation and you've just told me all these things and then I have to like recount it back to you. Hmm. So you just, I just, it's just intuitive, uh, what's that word, intuition? intuition. <laughs> Someone asked about the earthquake. Is that something spiritual? Like is Symbolic. That like, yeah, and is it kind of like erupting for us to be like, get your shit together? Yes and no. Yeah, to be very fair, it's very, very symbolic. It's very rare to have a fucking six point whatever yeah. we had in oh, Melbourne. Exactly. Like yeah. Melbourne or well, Victoria's never had an earthquake that size. It, it was just wild. happens to be during, you know, everything yeah. that's happening. Uh, you know, did our energy cause it? Maybe, maybe not. Like, uh-huh. I mean, obviously there's, you know, scientific reasons behind it as well, but I felt right afterwards Melbourne suddenly became a lot more light. Like I everyone, agree with yeah, that. The energy wasn't as tense as it was. And yeah, because you got a fright. It was mm, frightening. Yeah, and it's kind of like, I mean, to use a sort of a term, it's it's sort of like the earth had like an energetic orgasm, if yeah. that makes sense. It was like a release. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even if it was for five minutes, for five minutes we didn't fucking talk about COVID or oh we didn't God. talk about no, the protests. Yes. Like 
a 6.0 earthquake was actually a really good distraction. It actually was. <laughs> I was saying because I got evacuated from my building and no one was wearing masks because obviously we all panicked. Yeah. And they're like, you have to evacuate. So everyone was outside close to each other talking without masks and I felt this like... Connection. Yeah, a yeah. connection again. And I was like, oh, my God, this is like... How it should be. Not even thinking about COVID or lockdowns or anything. And so funny, people were making jokes like, oh, haha, we should be in lockdown. I was like, that's the last fucking thing yeah. I'm worried about right now mm-hmm. is lockdown. But it was. You felt like lighter. Yeah. And even the protests since then haven't been as, true. As, yeah. as hectic, hectic as they yeah. have been. Yeah, volatile. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Did I miss something before? Did you say your word for 2022? I haven't got it yet. Oh, okay. Because he meditates so, at New Year. Yeah, yeah, I usually do it around end of November, December kind of period. Yep. So even I'm unknown what that is. Yeah, I'd like to know it when you find out. Yeah. I'll be posting it. Yeah, don't This is a really random question and it's something that's been going on in the world at the moment. If you're on TikTok, social media, it's been on the news, you'll know about it. (laughs) It's the Gabby Petito. Is that how I say her name? I think so. Potato, 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 whatever. (laughs) Potato, Um, potato. Case. So does David know anything about the Gabby Petito case at the moment? Well, to be very honest, I wasn't paying proper attention to okay. it. Like I definitely saw things pop up on socials and mm-hmm. TikTok and things like that. Uh, is it still going? Because he's missing, it, isn't he? He's yeah, missing, he's yeah. missing at the moment. And then yeah. there was a flight attendant yesterday that took a photo of a guy at the airport. He had his mask on his chin and she's like, I swear to God, this is Brian. I think his oh, name wow. is. Yeah. yeah. So that was the last I read about it. My sister's so invested in this and my sister was one of the people that asked yeah. the question. Um, but that's the last thing I know. So he's still on the run. Yeah, as much as I don't really know the case, even when I think about it now, I just picture trees. Like he might. I think she was buried out in. No, but he was supposed to be on a hike and in this. Yeah. Yeah. He went missing in a canyon himself. Oh, he went missing. Yes. Oh, see, I haven't really been that into it. Yeah. I reckon he's in the woods somewhere. I honestly. Do you think he's still in the woods? I just, yeah. See, I mean, I don't even know anything about him to yeah. be fair, but I just don't. Airport doesn't seem like it's right. Yeah. yeah. So apparently. He, the police went to his parents' house and then- We think they're yeah. in on it as well. The parents. Yeah. Well, they said to the police, um, he, don't talk to him. He's his attorney's number. That was like his their first comment. So we think yeah. that their parents are in on it. I randomly. think it's a protection thing as well. Mm. Like as much as you maybe don't like what your children do, you're always going to stick up for them. True. So in some ways as well. But yeah, I don't, yeah, I really don't know too much about the case. But even thinking about it now, like I just feel like he's off grid. Like I just feel mm. like he's like living in a tent in the woods or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's at the airport. He's got nah. one of those faces, don't you think, that's yeah. like quite familiar and like looks like a few people. And he can't yeah. change his hair because he's bald anyway. Uh. <laughs> Unless he gets like a <laughs> Every guy over Bailey 30 just <laughs> <laughs> um, Another question. What's going to happen to Megan and Harry? Because you've predicted they're going to get divorced, right? Well, I've been very, to, not to pat myself on the back, everybody, but I've been very <laughs> spot on with Megan and Harry from the very start. So I started talking about them. When did they get engaged? Like 2017 or something like I'm that? I'm not yeah. all into I don't really like Megan, so. Yeah, really <laughs> good. Like I'm on the same boat. Yeah, I don't like I her at all. I don't like her. Something about it. So we can definitely talk about that while we okay. don't like her because there is a spiritual reason behind that as well. So. Harry and Megan, right from the very start, I said that they would get engaged. Well, I didn't know that they'd get engaged, but when they did get engaged, I really kind of set the uh, the path for it. And then I said, so after they get engaged, there'll be a breakdown in the family because mm-hmm. his family won't like her and she'll be very hostile with them. Lo and behold, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. There was, you know, the Queen's not a fan of her. Kate can't stand her. And then I said that they would get married and then they would have a boy 
and then they would compl- she would completely separate him from his family altogether. Which happened. After the boy, that happened. Then I said that they would have a girl. Lo and behold, they've mm-hmm. had a girl. And then I said in mid-2022, she will leave him. Fuck off. She will leave mid him. Mid-2022. <laughs> she will leave him. See, I'm not invested. I, in I was going to say, I'm not invested, but the hell yeah, was I pretty know. invested? I was just, I'm not. I just don't know. There's something about her I don't like. Yeah, so... Their relationship is very, very spiritual as well because, you know, we don't know Harry and Meghan, you know what I mean? So it's sort of like we've all got – but every single one of us has an opinion on their relationships Mm -hmm. and essentially what it is. When world events like them happen, it really teaches us a lesson in our day-to-day and a large part of their sort of public image and their prominence in our lives is how we view relationships. Mm -hmm. Now, again, this is definitely not having a go at anyone because there is no right or wrong answer here necessarily or path to go down. But if when we look at their relationship, Megan and Harry, for me, Megan is the classic example of an abusive partner. Mm-hmm. Emotionally, emotionally yeah, right. abusive. 100%. She mm-hmm. separated him from his family. She's you know used mental health as a weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know she's used him to build on business deals for her because you know Harry pitched work for her, and that's well known. That's mm-hmm. not you know an opinion. And you know, like I said, she separated him from his family and his friends. Most nearly abusive, use mental health, everything like that. So the lesson here, when we look at them, if we look at them and see a loving bond and, you know, Romeo and Juliet-esque kind of relationship where the whole world's against them but they're so in love, that is the universe showing you that you still have unhealed trauma about relationships. Huh. Uh, either you haven't, either you've been in an abusive partnership or you're currently still in one and you haven't healed from that. Huh, right. Because the world through Harry and Meghan is mirroring that back to you. Okay. If you look at them and you're like, she's fucked or that's an abusive relationship or I don't like them, that means you've ever you've never been in an abusive relationship or that you have and you've healed and you've evolved from it. Huh. Everything's a mirror. Yeah. yeah. And that, uh-huh. literally that is. Everything yeah. in life is a mirror. Mm. Like we don't know these people but mm. they still teach us lessons. I've got a good question here which when I read it I was like, oh. It's a good one. How do we know if we have missed, made the wrong choice, something in our path? Well, for me, I don't think that we can because mm-hmm. the path that we're on is the path that we're meant to be on. Mm-hmm. And if we, you know, we can have sliding doors moments where we're like, oh, why didn't I do that? Well, the short answer is because you weren't meant to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It really is that simple. Like the path that we're on is definitely the path that we're meant to be on mm-hmm. and everything that we're seen and learning along this journey is what we're meant to be seen and learning and growing mm-hmm. from. Uh, so there's no such thing necessarily as a missed opportunity because it just wasn't meant to be part of your yeah. journey to start with. It's like just wasn't meant to be. Yeah. So theori- theoretically all Victorians who are here right now experiencing this are here for a reason. 100%. Living through this. Yeah. yeah. And our soul chose <sighs> to be here, if that makes sense. So before yeah. we're even born into this life, uh, there's a soul contract that says, you know, this is what you're going to do. This mm. is what you're going to learn. This is how you evolve. This is how you expand and mm. you essentially sign off on it and you're conceived into that life. Why did I sign off? <laughs> <laughs> because you're learning so much oh, time. <laughs> am I a little bit over it? Um, I have a good question. One of my friends actually sent this in. Are you optimistic of humans and our future? She said she's out of optimism and out of wine, so she, ne- <laughs> she needs to know. <laughs> well, first of all, alcohol lowers our vibration. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, yeah, I'm eternally optimistic. I, I'm what I'm, I call myself like a pessimistic optimist, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So the human spirit, this sounds like a Hollywood movie, but the human spirit will always endure. You know, we can mm-hmm. always find our happy ending. And I think 
again, to use the scale analogy, like, okay, we're maybe in a dark stage now. It's never going to be dark forever. Eventually True. we're going to, you know, the balance will go back to the light and things will feel a lot more freer and a lot more lighter as well. We're just going through a dark stage at the moment. It's not permanent. Mm. Nothing in life yeah. is permanent. That's the most important thing to remember. The one constant in life is change. So you see good times ahead 100%. for humanity. Might yeah. not be might not be by Christmas and it yeah. might not be by like June but next definitely. year, but oh, eventually it like, <laughs> But it will be, yeah. inevitably will be. Yeah. Well, and it, it won't be. And there was a lot of questions, when will life go back to normal? It won't be. Lot. It won't be normal. It will look different. Normal doesn't exist anymore. The yeah. world that we remember did finish in February 2020. Yeah. So we're not going back to that because yeah. it doesn't exist anymore. Mm. So we'll create a new normal. And I hate that phrase as well when the TV uses that new normal. But, you know, the the world that we are creating, it's going to be evolved and different. It's Again, to use the September 11th analogy. I was just going to say exactly like September yeah. 11th, like the security. And it could yeah. be for the better. Like it will be different. And do you know what? To be completely honest with you, if it's our new normal, I actually don't care because I just want to get out of this lockdown. Mm-hmm. And if I have to adjust and live a new normal life, then... Yeah, it's like, well, humans, we've be... adapted over so many times before oh, again. It's yeah. sort of like... We're ne- we were never going to stay the same regardless anyway. True. I mean, yes, the pandemic came along and it kind of, you know, threw everything up in the air, but it was never going to stay the same anyway. Don't they say change is good? 100%. So maybe it's not going to be a bad thing. Let's just say that way. So that was a question that came up a lot, like when will this go back to normal? When will this shit show end? Mm. Do we have an answer for that? Not yet. No. No, right. yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Well, actually, to be very fair, it does, as funny as this sounds as well, and I don't even know why I think this, but I'm not the only one that said this as well. A lot okay. of my spiritual friends have also said this. March 2023 feels like a really big change. 2023. In a lot of ways, we're probably about halfway through the big sort of change that we're so in. So it can't get any worse than what we've lived, surely. Well, I mean, never say never. No, no, just oh, saying. But in I'm saying, saying that, saying that no, but I don't think yeah. it can get any worse than Melbourne being in 200 and something days of lockdown. Mm. But in saying that, I remember sitting down with Dave last year and he was like, and we're like, can't get worse. And he was like, well, could and it just probably will. So and then, look I, at 2021. I don't think it can't get any worse than this. Well, it, I mean, we've got the element now coming in as well, and it's not meant to sound negative, but this is happening worldwide as well. There is an element of segregation that's now coming yeah, into right, society. Yeah. And, you know, we won't mention why, you know, the, the, the big V word, but yeah. it, it is sort of creating a bit of an underclass. It is, yeah. And if 20, and this is worldwide, this isn't even just Victoria or Australia, but if, if there's, you know, 10 to 20 to 25% of people that don't, for whatever reason, yeah. mm. aren't doing that, mm. the big V, by the way, yeah, um, that creates a whole different class. Yeah. And this is something that's actually happening in New York City at the moment. Yeah. Like Black Lives Matter is going up against New York City's government because it's created segregation again. Mm. And because I think I think the stats were about 25% of uh, black Americans are vaccinated. Only 25%. Mm. But New York, for example, has mandated that you can't go into restaurants yeah, or ridiculous. anything without the big V. So mm. that's created modern class, modern day segregation that's again. ridiculous. So, and that's a worldwide thing. Yeah. Okay. Another question. This is probably more related to Victoria. Um, when will this state of emergency end as planned in December? So if you're listening from another state, we're currently in state of emergency and we have been how long? Over a year and a half, yeah. maybe. Ages, and yeah. it's been extended once because yeah. it can only go for a certain amount of time. And now, so it's planned to end in December. Is this going to end in December? They will legislate it. 
Okay. This it, and this has already again been talked about already, but I even said this at the very start of it. It doesn't really necessarily come to an end. So the state government here in Victoria actually wants to introduce pandemic legislation. Wow. So instead of having the state of emergency to have their extra powers, mm. they'll actually legislate it. So if it does end in December, how long will it take for it to legislate? Well, just I can't even say that. I know it's a hard way. Well, <laughs> legislate. They're already working on that right now. So. Oh, far out. So the state of emergency might end, but it might actually become a permanent, permanent feature. Thing. Okay, yeah. great. We love that. Do you think the people <laughs> positive in, chat? Yeah, <laughs> the people in power will in Victorian government will stay in you can power. Say his name. Can I, Daniel? Okay. Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Even calling him Daniel. 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 Dan Andrews. Yes. Yeah. That was. Sorry, I just have to interrupt. But that was another question under the V question that was asked a lot mm. about Dan Andrews. Dan Andrews is a very, very interesting character because he really does espouse kind of what the dark is about at the moment. So it's authoritarianism. Yeah. And regardless whether you like him or not, I think you can definitely, or you should be able to look at the situation with the Victorian government and realise that's not how it should operate. Nope. Like, <laughs> no way. Um, you know, Dan Andrews has suspended parliament multiple times and, you know, he's encompassed a lot of the... Uh, the state department, so Department of Health, for example, just to you know, list a few off, but he's encompassed them under the prime minister and cabinet. Mm-hmm. So whilst we've got all these, you know, health ministers, police ministers, all these other people within uh, the Labor Party or within the government, they should be responsible for their own portfolio. So mm-hmm. they're, all, they're now all answering to him. Which yeah. So he's essentially a democratic dictator. He was voted. He was voted in, but he's actually completely taken control of the party. So and he's see, the one man. Yeah. Do you see him leaving? Well, by do, the end of the year, or do you think he's going to roll out his full commitment until when do we have the next vote? November next year. Yeah, November next year. So dictators never resign. Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> they, they never get kicked out though. Well, this is the big thing. So I predicted, God, when was that? I it would have been months ago. I now. remember seeing. Yeah, this. I said that when he got back from his extended leave for when he hurt his back, that he would step down. Okay. But he hasn't. Well, I said up until November. So what okay. So, so we've still got about maybe two months mm-hmm. left. But I, he's there's been multiple things that he shouldn't have survived, mm-hmm. and he's actually come out stronger from them. Mm-hmm. So he's he's really quite an interesting power in Victoria. I I still don't really see him being there in the next election. Mm-hmm. If he was, would it surprise me? Probably not. So do you sense anything at all, though? Just well. Uh, so I'm trying to get yeah, out. Yeah, like Dave Cameron, he's going. <laughs> he's there is work. I mean, but this has again been going on for a very long time. There's always been rumours that his party's counting numbers against him. They're going to try and overthrow yeah. him. Uh, the construction riots. Uh, I don't even like using the word rights. The construction protests mm-hmm. have uh, definitely been a big hit because that's Labor's power. Yeah. Yeah. Like and we need class. someone sticking up for Victoria. Exactly. Yes. And there's a lot of politicians that are very aligned with these unions yeah. and they're yeah, Labor right. politicians. So yeah. for them to suddenly switch against, it does put pressure on Dan Andrews. Mm-hmm. Will he survive it? Probably. But, you know, if it was anyone else, they wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. So... It, again, it's it's sort of like the spiritual timelines worldwide at the moment. They're moving around like crazy because it's mm. very hard to predict what's happening next week with him, let mm. alone with you know in a year from now or six months or three months from now. So mm. he could leave by November. It wouldn't surprise me. He could still be there on election day. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. So short answer, I'm a terrible 50, psychic. 50. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, can we talk about uh, like world news? You speak quite a bit at the world moment world about the Taliban and the rise of the dragon. Yeah, yeah. What's happening in both of those situations at the moment or coming up? 
Yeah, so well, again, the rise of the dragon is very symbolic with stage three or the battle between, you know, authoritarianism, government and light and freedom and author. Oh, and, um, let me say that again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, for anyone who doesn't uh, know, the, dra- the dragon represents China. The, yeah, it does. Is yeah. it the year yeah. of the dragon, dragon this year? I don't Good know. Question. Oh. I don't even know. I that. think I'm a drag. I I'm a dragon. dragon. Yeah. 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 It's not. Yeah. I don't think <laughs> yeah. So the rise of the dragon is very symbolic with stage three or phase three because that represents the battle between authoritarianism and government and freedom and liberty. And China at the moment, uh, under its communist control, represents authoritarianism. Mm-hmm. China is a very controlled society. And with the downfall of America because America's political systems and social systems and all that, which we've seen firsthand over mm. the last sort of two years, that really are crumbling, uh, that allows the dragon to rise up. And because stage three or phase three is a lot more about authoritarianism, yep, it's no coincidence that the authoritarian empire would start rising up again. Yeah. So uh, I don't see China going anywhere. I think they're really going to be kind of like in our lifetime up until now and for a lot of people listening, especially the ones younger than us, absolutely, and, you know, even people in their middle age. I mean, America's always been a dominant yeah. country since World War Two, in a lot of ways. And I think for our, the rest of our lifetime, or at least for the next foreseeable future, China will be the dominant power. Mm. Very soon America won't be. That was another question yeah. that came up a lot and I didn't know if you really wanted to speak about it, mm. but... Because um, I don't like talking about this stuff, mm. but a lot of questions were coming up. Will China invade Australia? And I mm. don't know if I want to know the answer, so maybe don't answer <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. Put it this way. China has, well, and this is, again, very political. So, I mean, for all those that don't know, even before I was a psychic medium, like I was very involved in politics mm-hmm. and law and mm-hmm. everything anyway, and I've always, like, considered myself, without sounding like a wanker, kind of worldly. yeah. And China in the early 1990s, they had what they called a soft plan. So this was between the Communist Party leadership about how they were going to launch essentially what would be a soft invasion of the world Mm -hmm. through um, trade, through economics, through real estate, Mm -hmm. through things like that, through business essentially. So whereas, you know, other empires throughout life, you know, recent, you know, Japan invaded Asia, Mm -hmm. you know, Germany invaded Europe. Uh, China invaded the world through different means, through a soft invasion. Through money. <laughs> exactly, yeah. through money and trade and economics. And then we fast forward, you know, what are we now, like nearly 30 years. Uh, you look at Australia, for example, key infrastructure is controlled by China. Mm-hmm. Like they control the port of Darwin or parts of it. They own it. Um, they own a lot of farmland here. Electricity. A lot of roads. Um, exactly, it's critical Tol- infrastructure. Mm-hmm. The Sydney and Melbourne property markets are predominantly Chinese mm-hmm. controlled in a lot of ways without sounding xenophobic. And... You know, is China invading? Are they going to invade Australia? Well, they kind of already have. Yeah, and that's not to say that. And that's not to say that all Chinese people are evil. You know, no. God no. Like, you know, I've got Chinese friends. I've got. Yeah. Um. You know, and but if China wanted to take ownership, well, they already kind of have in a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah, you're right. And and I do. I believe that China will invade. Well, it wouldn't surprise me again because at the same time, what's who's going to stop them? Yeah. <laughs> if they really, power. exactly, if they really did want to come down here, I mean, who's going to stop them in Australia? Like, Mate, I wouldn't it. want to come to Australia right now. <laughs> no, exactly right. Well, where, because the rise of the dragon is a, a theme at the moment, authoritarianism in Australia mm. has become a theme. Yeah. Who would have ever thought Australia I would know. be like it is now? Yeah. So, 
And, you know, whilst China represents authoritarianism and freedom, America represents freedom and liberty. And, mm-hmm. that, and you know, they're the democratic empire. Mm. And if they're started to crumble worldwide, we're seeing the crumbling of democratic institutions mm. as well. So, again, it's no coincidence. Yeah. I just want to go back to your previous job because um, this was a question I forgot to write down, but I remember reading it. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, I need to write that down. I forgot. Um, someone asked, have you ever solved a crime scene through using your <laughs> sites, using your talents? No, no. Well, you haven't. When I was working in legal, obviously by the by the time they got to us, like the police had done all the heavy yeah, lifting. Okay. Like we were the ones who were doing the prosecution. So uh-huh. the case was already essentially built by the time it even reached our office. Uh, I've worked with families that have had maybe loved ones murdered, but they already essentially knew the whole Oh, really? Thing anyway, okay. if yeah. anything, I was maybe able to piece the puzzle in towards, you know, as dark as it sounds, maybe sort of their final moments. Oh, wow. Because yeah. obviously no one was able to communicate that mm-hmm. to the person that unfortunately got killed. So uh, I've never solved any crimes Would you be interested in Oh, totally. That? I would love to. But, like, yeah. <laughs> um, but at the same time, like I don't want to sort of take away from the work the police are doing. Of like course. if I got involved as well, would that add another layer of complication on the work that they're already doing? I don't want to cloud mm. or you know, lead them down the garden path or anything like that. What about the, the um, what's that big famous case that's been going on since we were kids? The McCann oh. case. Oh, Madeline McCann, yeah. yeah. What do you think about that? I, it's just. One I mean, of our but, friends tried to yeah. solve it. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> How did they go? No. Yeah, I can't She remember. thinks she's solved. Yeah, it. she thinks she's solved. Yeah. I can't remember what she thinks, but um, it'd be interesting to hear what you think. Oh, my God. I mean, there's a lot of conspiracies involving Madeleine McCann really had deep you go down the rabbit hole. I think for Madeleine McCann's sake, I hope that she's crossed over because mm-hmm. I would hate to think that she was still alive and what she's probably had to go mm-hmm. through over the last however long it's been. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I don't really have an opinion on yeah, it, like, to be okay. fair. I just I just honestly hope for her sake that she's not in yeah. the physical world anymore. Yeah, right. Same with William Tyrrell and cases oh, like that. Yes, like, you know, course. that poor boy, like I hope for his sake that he hasn't had to be alive the last sort of seven years. Yeah, you just don't know what they're going through. Yeah. Do you have anything that you want to say that you get inundated with your followers? Like, like questions? Questions that... We haven't asked, but they always ask. I think, no, I think you've done very well in touching the base. Yeah, yeah, a lot of the questions I get are definitely around lockdowns and travel and, and sort of and Dan, hundred yeah. percent Dan Andrews and yeah. Mm. You've ticked all the boxes, girls. <laughs> I did get one question. Um, I have to give it to you after. Someone asked if you'd go on a date with him. Whoa, mm. here we go. I can't remember who was. I was screenshot it. I screenshot was it. Was it that hot straight friend of yours? What's his name? Christian? No, oh, what's that is <laughs> Christian will love that because Christian yeah. listens to If you to are this. listening, my DMs are open. <laughs> I had so many DMs about Christian. Lately there's this one girl that's like obsessed with him. She's like, cook a sister up. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just slide into his DMs, fine. Uh, I'm sliding in, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sliding right in. One final question because it's what we finished the last episode on and um, it scared the shit out of Tal. <laughs> Is there any spirits in this room right now? No. <laughs> Remember last time there's a lady with a hand on yeah, Tal's shoulder? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was your auntie, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. is she still here? <laughs> of course she is. No, actually. <laughs> well, the funny thing was as soon as you asked that, I saw a horse again, but I know that she had the yeah, history with horse horses. Yeah, yeah. I, re- I, I remember that yeah. myself. No, I mean, of course they're around. Yeah. And, yes, <laughs> you're looking at No, I don't like, know. What are like... they saying? <laughs> they're around. Scares me. Is anyone no, looking at buying property? What? Is anyone looking at buying property? I'm saying a for sale sign in my head. Does anyone have anyone in the family even selling property at no. the moment? 
Oh, no. It's a big theme worldwide at the moment. Well, I, not worldwide, but I it's, it's know time. my brother was on realestate.com the other night. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have, I'm not, I don't think no. so. Okay, so what are we now? So we're at the end of September. Mm. Let's see what happens over the next few months. It could be changed. Really? property in here, girls. Wait, wow. do you see any um, boyfriends, husbands, oh, yeah. anything like that? Oh, my God. Well, even for me, like, I mean, I can't even pick someone. <laughs> well, I'm not even dating during these days, so it's not looking good for me. Well, yeah. our quote of last week, well, it was my quote was for Sarah. It was like, the dating pool definitely has pee in it. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Everyone's like, there's plenty of fish in the sea. And I was like, there's a lot of plastic in the sea yeah, as well, guys. True. You know that there's oil leaks at the moment as well. Like, yes. there might be plenty of fish in the sea, but they're all dead. So. Oh, yeah. fuck. Well, actually, because, like, I think everyone knows this already, but I've read you guys privately before you anyway. And I remember when relationships came up, mm. it might have been you, said that was saying that things switched. Yes, Like maybe yes. what I said to you made sense for Tully yeah, and vice versa. So you predict it. No, you say it because it's better when so you say it because you. I sat down with you and you were like, wow, like a boy is going to come into your life really, really soon. He's from Sydney. He's younger. Like I see it in the next month or so. I was like, what? Meanwhile, and we saw you in December. Yeah. And that you, one was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you said there's something to do with a vet which had nothing and then um, Tull ended up the end of that month dating a young boy from Sydney. I was like, ended up being what? my boyfriend for like four months. Yeah, mm. and Sarah's like, that's so weird. Your reading was actually my reading was actually meant for you. Yeah, is that weird? Well, the funny thing was, I still don't think it was meant for you though, because I, I mean, I did read you separately on different dates for yeah. memory as well. So there still could be that energy for you, but it is quite, I mean, I don't really even believe in coincidences to be fair, but it is quite coincidental that that would then happen to you. And Sydney. And Sydney's random as well and also a younger Younger. And he was a lot younger. I'm 33, he was 27. Yeah. Age ain't nothing but a number. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, relationships is a huge theme. That really started again in March for a lot of people because I think really from March this year a lot of people paid a lot more attention or focus to sort of where they are in life, especially at our age as well. Mm, Yeah. Uh, let's see what summer brings, girls. Oh. If we're allowed out of the house. Hot girl summer. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You just summer. have to sing Rumours by Lizzo. Oh, yes. Oh, my and God, Cardi that's so B. funny. Yeah. We were just watching Lizzo at the – that there's a concert live at the moment. I know, 24-hour one. We were just watching Lizzo. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Didn't yep. even know about it. So let's wrap this up for everyone. Things are looking up, we can say, if you change your perception. And come from love. Well, please. exactly right. I mean, the world is always going to have negativity. The world is always going to have love. It just yeah. chooses what you want to focus on. And if we focus on high vibration, focus on love and kindness and all the things that really matter, then it changes your life as well. Because if you come from a negative place, the universe will mirror you. True. The universe, And this is something very important. And Spirit says this a lot in readings as well. The universe does not owe us a thing. Uh, you know, if we're sitting on the couch wanting to meet the man of our dreams or get that dream job or do something, you know, with our lives... It's not going to change if we don't get off the couch. The universe will mirror our intentions. So if we put the energy out. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, exactly right. That's why we have to sing Lizzo because it's sort of like just wait till the summer when they let me out the house. Um, Literally. Yeah, so the universe will just match your intentions as well. So if you come from a high vibration setting positive intention, then notice how the universe will manifest that into your life as well. Okay. Oh, that's exciting. Says the guy who doesn't get dressed most days. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thank you so much for jumping on again. Thank you. Thank you so much, girls. So fun. Thank you. Imagine. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.